0: Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: You know, podcast intros are a lot like dinner, which is to say, you know that you need one, but a lot of the times you don't think of one until about 30 seconds before you need it.
1: Oh, I thought podcast intros were a lot like dinner. Um, you skip it and realize about halfway to going to bed that, you know what, maybe I should eat something. <laughs> that is to say, maybe we should intro it, or you skip the intro and be like, all right, let's just get to the movie. And then you're like, wait, what movie is this about? So you got to go back to the intro so you know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, Um. that being said, we're not going to do that because, like, yikes, we like to have, like, at least a minute or two of banter. A.K.A. audio. If any hey hey audience, do me a favor and never listen, never refer to our intros as audio foreplay ever again. <laughs> I will I will block you from Spotify. I will call Mr. Spotify and be like, hey, can you remove this account, please?
1: Yeah, man, dude, it's 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 the warm up before we get into the game.
0: Yeah, and usually I have to warm up that warm up because I'm the one that usually brings the intro. But you know, so like. I really have no excuse for floundering around like this, but here we are.
1: Here we are. Yeah, dude. I don't prep the <laughs> intro. I don't like doing the intro. I mean, I like doing the intro. I'm glad I don't do any work for it. I I'm not what you would call a planner. I have I have, I plan for work and everything. I'm not getting paid for. No effort whatsoever. Quote me on that.
0: That being said, we do have several segments on this podcast (laughs) that involve preparation every week.
1: Yep. One of these days, we should have, we might have already talked about this, where I would do, I would run every single segment, and you would run every single segment.
0: I was thinking about this. I thought about this, like, I think yesterday, where if we just do, like, sweep episodes, you know, this is a Craig sweep episode, this is an Alex sweep episode. Um, I definitely think that that would have its advantages. Yeah, if you
1: got to pick the movie and you had to run the intro, pick the movie, run a new improv segment, a new middle segment, and the one hit. If you had to do that all by yourself, I think that'd be crazy. It would
0: either be, it would either be a disaster or a creative masterpiece. You know, forged from the fires and whatnot.
1: I think we would very, we'd have to do them back to back. And I think people would quickly realize like our our brand and be like, yo, um, (laughs) for some reason, Alex's stuff all involves killing and uh, horrible, horrible (laughs) things, all cancelable offenses. And Craig's all involves things that Alex is not interested in. So there's only one person talking the entire podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, uh, on Alex's, uh, movie episode, he, uh, He chose six hours of Tarantino movies, and nobody was happy about that, and Craig chose six hours of fluff comedy movies. Dude, that
1: would be brutal. That would be brutal.
0: That being said, uh, would you like to watch the movie? Um, Would you like to talk about the movie? I mean, we already watched it. Yeah, be like, (laughs) "Uh, what? Yeah, let's talk about it, dude. All right, so this week we watched Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray. Um, I feel like this movie is old enough and short enough to where a spoiler section isn't going to be necessarily helpful.
1: Right. I think everyone doesn't, you might not know. I think everyone knows how it ends. We've seen a bunch of movies copy kind of this setup before it is almost 30 years old. So um, guys, we're going to talk about the whole
0: movie. Yeah. And like, the worst thing that's going to get like spoiled for you, quote unquote, are like the jokes. So if that's what you're worried about, then just go watch the movie or skip ahead. And if you want to skip ahead, we'll give you a time code right now. Time code: thirty two fifteen. All right. So Groundhog Day, uh, Bill Murray st- is a selfish, mean, generally not fun to be around weatherman. When he gets sent to the town, that even though they said it 45 times in the movie, I dare not repeat in fear of getting it wrong to watch the groundhog arise and say whether or not he saw his shadow. And then Bill Murray gets trapped in a time loop where he relives the same day over and over and over again.
1: Yep.
0: And the, it's Puxatani. That's the gist of it.
1: Puxatani, Phil. And the main character's name is Phil and takes place in Pennsylvania. He was part of a uh, news team out of Pittsburgh, and he really did not want to go. Everyone knows pretty much the premise of this. It's kind of like what gets referred to as living the same day over and over again. And we're like, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like live, die, repeat. But everyone everyone references Groundhog Day. It's the first set. Yeah, this
0: movie, like every stereotype you've seen in the same day over Movies or TV shows like they all came from this movie. It's one of those movies that like seems like it relies on stereotypes, but these weren't stereotypes 30 years ago. Yeah,
1: this was like straight up in an original movie and it was kind of took me a second to get into. because I'm like, oh, this is very 90s. And then I just forgot about it. I quickly just I just was in the world and was enjoying it.
0: Was this the first time you've seen this movie, like in its entirety? Yes. Uh, same here. Same here.
1: Yeah, I've seen lots of clips. I just never got around to actually watching it, and I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, so was I. Because there are definitely like '90s comedies that you think, that, like everybody adheres to as classics, but like you go back and watch, and you're like, mm, I understand why this was funny 30 years ago, but like maybe not anymore. Uh, Not so much with this movie. This movie holds up.
1: I mean, there was a couple jokes and I'm like, it's just not really my thing. I get this is like Seinfeld humor was very much like of that age. And then it got to parts where like the actual plot was funny and the plot was interesting. And I just got reinvested.
0: I'm going to ask a potentially controversial question. Sure. Does Bill Murray is Bill Murray. Good at delivering funny dialogue.
1: Yeah, I had that thought in the first 15 minutes. I'm like, is he a good actor?
0: Okay, that is also when I had that thought, where he's like being a jerk to everyone on the news team. I'm like, I bet this would be funnier if it was delivered by somebody else. But it was specifically the scene where he says, like, I've seen how Larry eats, and then he shoves all three fingers in his mouth. Right. I'm like, Part of that was funny, and it was not the delivery of this.
1: Yeah, I was, the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, I, I don't. The whole first day, um, I was like, I don't, I'm not, that's whatever. I was very, I was kind of disappointed. And then as soon as that was over, I'm like, okay, we're, we're in the good part of the
0: movie. So, I, I think that the biggest thing to talk about is like, what we might have done differently when we're stuck in a time loop for 10 years. Yeah. Cause like do 10 years I, is a
1: long time. 10
0: years is a long time. Um, and like we, I got this number off of IMDb trivia. So like who really knows? Um, um, there are some
1: experts that say he was in there for at least 30 cause that's how long it would take him to master the piano and to master eye sculptures. So like yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Thinking it might too. be ten years. A couple of places say it's between eight and twelve. The director intended yeah. it, that writers intended it to be in between eight and twelve. But experts are like, there's no way you could learn how to play that in that amount of time and other stuff. So people are saying thirty. But writer and director.
0: We're, says so we're 8 just gonna let's go with ten. Let's go with ten. Sure. But like, <laughs> I just want to say, I really feel like I would have not stepped in that puddle three days in a row. You know what I mean? Right um but i
1: also thought about like man he really runs into the same guy he runs into ned every time i'm like why would not you just take a different route
0: Do, yeah like because the second day all right makes sense he doesn't know what's going on the third day he also he phil catches on super fast which like Is good because it moved everything along fast, but like there were definitely some times where I'm like, all right, if you're catching on this fast, you should have taken a different route so you didn't talk to Ned this time around.
1: Right. But, I mean, I think this is one of the best uh, portrayals of how I would handle living the same day over and over again. Because the first time he realizes I can do whatever I want and he starts running away from the police, he's genuinely worried. What if this only happens two days in a row and then I have to live my life as a convict? And then when he wakes up, he goes, okay, I can do whatever I want. So I would have the same thing. I'm like, okay.
0: He really tested the limits by throwing himself into the fire. Yeah.
1: On his second day or third day, he's like, I guess I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. And he does that. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. And then his first interaction with Rita and he goes, I'm going to memorize everything. I'm like, I would have done that too and my days of just going in and memorizing everything about somebody and then checking out this girl dude, like he did everything right. He did everything okay. exactly how it would do it.
0: I think that this movie did his learning as well as it possibly could have, which is to say like, like the, the scene that I think about is when they're at the bar together And he learns her drink and then it immediately starts the scene over and then they get one more line further into the conversation. Then the scene starts over and then it starts over again. And you're like, oh, so this is the only important part. And we got as far as we needed to get. Right. Like, I thought that that was I thought that was portrayed very, very well. I liked that uh, pacing.
1: I liked that. They didn't do it all the time, but I liked it that one time. Like, okay, perfect. Like, what are you toast to? uh to us oh i usually toast world peace and you look in his eyes and goes okay we're doing this again
0: and like they did it at the it's he mostly does it with rita let's be clear (laughs) yeah he mostly they mostly do that editing style with rita they also did it once with like the piano teacher and what and they did it with the old
1: man as well when he's trying to save him
0: yeah um I want to say, in regards to his interactions with Rita, he deserved every single slap he got. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, him getting slapped 14 times, I'm like, yeah, listen, knowing you as a person and why she slapped you the first time... I'm willing to bet you deserved every single one of those.
1: Yeah, I don't think that was ever in debate. I think everyone was like, oh, yeah, you should slap him. At the least, you should slap Oh, yeah.
0: Him. I Listen, I'm not saying this as a, as a point of contention or a point of debate. I'm just saying, after watching him like really trying to lay the moves on Rita and her very clearly trying to leave, I'm like, all right, something needs to happen. This guy needs to get some sort of comeuppance or whatever. And I'm very glad he did.
1: Right. Dude, but the thing is, how he went about it, I'm like, oh, I would have done the same thing memorize everything she's like oh yeah. i'm into french poetry well i guess i'm into that now oh she doesn't like white chocolate i guess i'm into that now and then got to a point where he said this stuff out loud and she goes are you just memorizing these things about me did you call my friends and i'm like oh yeah you can do this now it definitely had yeah. like you vibes like the tv show where you just learn a lot about a person you stalk them and then you can just put yourself in slide in just out of familiarity he does it with nancy like hey we did that one class that year i know who the teacher was we were at this school you can just get away with a lot just purely off of familiarity
0: i think that was truly the first time like uh phil really understood how to use this potential power that he was given where, like, all right, I'm here for the... I'm Today's goal is three pieces of information, and then we start that baby over.
1: Right. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, I love where this is going. He asked three questions. So he didn't mess around be like, all right, I'm going to keep coming back every single day and ask a question. He goes, no, let me just get a bunch of this information all at once, and I'll just round back tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Um. It is definitely a question of, like, it really puts your own, like, ethical uh questions into scope here where it's like um are we is that a good thing to do would i be comfortable if somebody just knew everything about me um but you know it makes for a fun movie
1: yeah when he did that with her i'm just like i didn't feel like he was breaking any rules because i'm like yeah but i mean if she falls for it and that's all it took then fine i think rita's (laughs) character i was just like this is legit like it worked a little bit it got you to the first date but you can't there's nothing special about you besides the fact that you had a bunch of things in common,
0: like I mean, yeah, and and like you can justify it a lot more by saying, like um, to Phil these were second dates, third dates, fourth dates, fifth dates, and like these are all things that you would learn on those later dates. He's just speeding up the timeline,
1: right, and I mean, he's growing into attraction to somebody who has no attraction to him at all. Actually isn't attracted to him, doesn't like him at all. And he's gotta get her to his level every single day. Um, but I think it, I love how this movie portrays like what it takes. Because eventually he gives yeah. up. He goes, I'm I'm I've given up on her because it goes badly, and then he starts taking it too far. Um, and it becomes uncomfortable, like the whole snowball scene. Like, I really want kids. Dude, oh, ooh, kids.
0: Watching that was painful.
1: And I'm like, yes. Thank you, movie, for showing this. Because after that, he gives up and he goes, screw it. I'm just gonna kill myself. I'm gonna find a way to end this. And it doesn't work. And he tries over
0: and over and over again. Um, how did how you feel about the secondary characters in this movie?
1: Um, they were all really over the top. They weren't it wasn't a perfect cast but i also think it was it was the movie was grounded in comedy so yeah yes. it's the first to do an amazing plot love the plot but all the other characters outside of the main character and rita the like supporting actress everyone else is there for comedic purposes so like i feel
0: like i feel like larry was still good he was a good supporting actor
1: he was just like crazy over the top as an insurance salesman that was obnoxious uh that was ned and you
0: were talking larry's the camera guy no i think larry was too much too dude he just it's he definitely got he he became too much towards the end when like, he was trying to get with Nancy, and then he got on stage right after Phil did, and nobody wanted to bid on him. Like That scene was like, all right, this is no longer for you. Th- hey, this movie hasn't been about you for like f- 70 minutes now. Chill out. Yeah,
1: I just the whole thing, I just wasn't attached to him. I wasn't att- uh, attached to Ned. Every, literally every person you're introduced to, the person who owns the bed and breakfast, who runs it, the first person he runs into by the stairs... Every single person he runs into I'm just like not invested not invested the piano teacher the old ladies I'm just like I couldn't care less.
0: See, I I kind of I really did like the secondary characters in this movie because they were all like unique and different. However, <laughs> that scene during the party where they're dancing where like Rita and Phil are dancing and they come up one by one to give him a different platitude. I'm like, "I'm sorry, is this just like the ending of a musical or whatever where we just have to get all of our characters in or something like i it felt very um like i don't know there was just something about it that just felt incredibly forced it was
1: just the the owner the reason i could get away with it i'm like oh the whole town's here because the whole town loves groundhog day so that's like that's how i
0: I, um rationalized it well it wasn't even it wasn't even the fact that like why is everyone here it's why is everybody lining up to thank phil in this one very moment
1: yeah i mean you're just running into him on the dance floor just like yeah uh, and,
0: and, and, and it, it's such a nitpicky thing to be upset about i was just like who are, why are why yeah i um, was I was. Uh, just although like, my favorite i just do want to say my secondary my favorite secondary character um was like the mayor or whatever
1: oh with the weird voice
0: Um, that weird voice is the Flying Dutchman. Thank you very much. Oh, that's why he sounds like a pirate. Yeah. And so once I realized, oh, this guy is the Flying Dutchman. I I had so much more appreciation for that character. (laughs) Like, it's just a case of like future works helping past works. 10 out of 10. Dude, there was
1: a lot of cameos in this movie. I'm like, oh, you're going to be big in 15 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the best things about watching old movies. Um, my dad sat in on like literally the last five minutes of this movie, and he was like, man, I really liked the actress in this movie, the girl who played Rita. And I'm like, yeah, at first, I thought it was Julia Louise Dreyfus because they look so very incredibly similar. Um, and... It's just wild that, like, you have two actresses that basically perform the same style of comedy. And then one actress does Seinfeld and Veep and, you know, this, that, and the other. And then one, and then the other one just does Groundhog's Day. And that's pretty much all we know her for. The
1: crazy thing about me is, like, I, in romantic movies, I put myself in the guy's shoes very quickly. So by the end of this movie, I'm like, oh, I fell in love with this actress. That's how I knew the movie did a really good job. I'm like, oh, I'm in love with her too, dude. The more I've learned about her, yeah, there could be a million other girls in town and you could have met any of them. But for some reason, I fell in love with her too. So I'm like, great romantic writing. I loved it. Yeah, definitely. What did you think about um, him learning all these crazy talents? Like the ice carving and the piano and all that stuff.
0: The ice carving? Uh, like, I mean, obviously, I, obviously, this movie requires uh, a subordinate amount of suspension of disbelief, and and they kind of address it a little bit where he goes in and then kicks the girl out of the piano lesson, and then it's genuinely his first piano lesson, and he, and uh, he can hardly make it up the scales, but then he does like the We cut to the next scene where he's playing like r- rusty Mozart. And the piano teacher's like, Are you sure this is your first lesson? Like, um, like I, it, it's just, it's funny that we don't get to see all the times that he's like, Hey, can I have my first piano lesson, please? Whips out 15 minute jazz solo. Right. Um, and, and the same thing with like ice sculpting. Like, who's going to teach him ice sculpting on February 2nd? Yeah, like, dude. It, um, <sighs> But again, suspension like it it's not that big a deal. I, I think I think I didn't like how many skills they gave him. Cuz it was the piano, the ice, the chiropractic. Um those were the big 3. And and like they gave him chiropractic skills for literally one cutaway scene. Yeah, Chiro- like, like one oh, reference. doctor.
1: And I'm like, "Wait, what?"
0: Yeah. And it's like uh when did this happen? I I, I mean, I guess it's kind of to show just how much we didn't see.
1: Yeah, yeah I realized I like, that I did. I like that a lot. Because the thing is, I'm like, yeah, oh, all they did was add talents to him. But I'm like, yeah, but he can't form relationships. He's going to be by himself. So what and, else and can I, he I, do?
0: Um, And we talked about this during Edge of Tomorrow as well, Um, where we see a scene and we have no many, we have no idea how many tries it took to get there.
1: Right. you just have to be like, you just got to ballpark everything.
0: Like, um, like you don't know, like, did he do piano lessons literally every day or did he do piano lessons for five days and then take two days off and do something else? And like stuff like that is just semantics that I'm glad we don't know because that would make for a very boring movie, but it, It goes to show the real scale of, like, you know, people joke, like, oh, he could have been in that time loop for 10,000 years. Like, yeah, he could have. With, like, how much he did. Right. Not improbable.
1: And the thing is, he, at some point, he just... Dude, he did so much. He memorized the show's Jeopardy answers. And he was throwing cards into a hat. He said this took about six months. So, I'm like, he had i'm just like doing stuff in my head i'm like how long would it take him to memorize every jeopardy answer how long if we include six months of just throwing cards into a hat and then you have the ice making and then you have the piano and then you have to him tracking down every person he saves i'm like it had to have been years and years and
0: years and also practicing how to do them in succession you know like saving the kid from the tree, then running to the restaurant to save the other guy. And then, you know, saving the homeless guy. And then like doing all of that, like you really get a sense that of his pattern after a while.
1: Right. Do you want really, when I, I think I realized I was in love with this chick when she's trying to stay awake and she goes, Oh, it's midnight. He goes, it happens at six o'clock. She goes, Oh, you had me believe it's gonna be six o'clock. And I'm like, Girl, this is your second fling with this guy. This is the second time you're dating him. Because I'm like, the whole first time, he memorized everything. This second time, he hasn't memorized everything. He's just trying to be... He tried to explain it to you. Like, I guess I'm a god now. And now this is the whole second relationship that we're having with him. I'm like... I I would have gone through that phase with him. I'm like, I'm just going to kill myself. This doesn't make any sense. I'm, I would be tortured to have to redo everything, dude.
0: The... I'm trying to think. Do you think that you would have tried the relationship thing before you tried killing yourself? It's it's a it's a very big question when I ask it like that. Yeah, but once you realize I you're tried in a everything, loop, I would
1: have been too scared. Killing myself was going to be it. Same thing with yeah, committing crimes fair. and stuff. So I think that was the only thing that he did differently. I'm like, I don't know. Watch this be the one time it doesn't, and I'm screwed. You know. So I would have done the relationship stuff. If that didn't work out with her, I would have done, I would have dated every girl in town, bro. I would have been like, I'm going to, I'm going to put you all through a, you know, three month dating game. I'm going to see who I connect with most. I would have met every guy. I would have hung out with every guy. I would have just, I would have been losing my mind Um, probably before I killed myself. But all it takes is one really bad day to be like, all right, well, tomorrow it's over.
0: Yeah because you there the the scene where because the scene after the relationship goes wrong the first time and he shows up to the groundhog day festival and he's grumpy and like mean towards rita and whatnot like it's one of those things that make you realize like he's almost too much a slave to his pattern because he should not have i would not have gone to the groundhog's day festival after that like hey to hey that's a cheat day you can do whatever you want on that day
1: right yeah there's a couple times where you just be like hey i got errands to run i got stuff to do i don't need to be doing this you know like i can be anywhere so, else. Many- so what they're going to look for me it doesn't matter the day's going to reset anyway
0: yeah i just think that like he we saw him at that festival too many times in my opinion he he went to that festival more times than i would have
1: yeah he went more than more times than i would have as well I also would have tried to leave town, like, immediately. Like, I'm stealing a car. I'm going to see if I can drive out of town.
0: Yeah, that was... No, seriously, before that was the, the blizzard. first thing that I... That was the first thing I thought of. It was like, oh, well, we know that the blizzard shows up around 11 a.m., get in the car at 6.30. Like, maybe it's a problem of Larry has the keys and Larry's not going to give you the keys. But, hey, when you're in a time loop, you figure that stuff out.
1: Yeah, dude, I don't know. I There's a couple of things. Another thing I thought about, kind of like breaking the fourth wall, I'm like, continuity is the most important thing in this movie right now. Yeah. Because if so, anyone's beard is grown more or they have different haircuts, every day is supposed to be identical. No one can grow any facial hair. No one can grow any. Everything has to look exactly the same as the day before.
0: Everyone was very good at delivering their lines the same way. I felt like, especially like Ned and Rita, because there were lots of opportunity, because there were lots of scenes where Phil was doing something differently, but they were still delivering their lines like relatively similarly to how they did the day before. And I just give massive props to that. I mean, I think
1: it comes to, if you're going to film, if it's just like, I thought about how this movie was made the whole time I was watching it. I'm like the downtown scenes, they shot all in one day. I'm sure. Or all in three days. So the so, thing is, is they're just like, all right, this is day one. Had him do it one way. They're like, well, okay, everyone stay here. So that way can, you can keep continuity. So in the actor's head, he's like, okay, I've been doing this for one day. I've been doing this for a year. I've been doing this for three years. I've been doing this for five years. So he's at the same setting. He's got different lines every time. And I think that would be easier to keep everything looking the same and to keep the lines consistent.
0: So according to IMDb Trivia it says that they filmed, like, this whole movie over three different climate settings. Like, a sunny one, a cloudy one, and, like, whatever. And so the director just went with the cloudy one. So, like, there's probably different versions of this movie that just have different levels of brightness, but is the exact same movie otherwise. Right. But they had to do it, or else the movie wouldn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, like, if you were to make that movie today, like that'd be just kind of like an easy fix, you know, just change the saturation of the sky, easy peasy.
1: Do you know what really confuse me about the one really confusing scene about this movie? Go for it. When he robs the um, armored truck, goes Which and buys is a brain. Prob- I love that scene so much. Where he he irons it out perfectly, right? But then he goes and buys a car in a Clint Eastwood Western costume and goes to the movies. I'm like, with a random girl. I'm like, what is going on right now?
0: Listen, I'm like, I I, I think that was like, I was okay with it, because it's like, oh, he's just getting into weird stuff now. He's run out of normal things to do. Yeah, because she shows up, I thought it was a costume party, and
1: he's doing a Clint Eastwood character the whole time. I'm like, oh, he's just lost it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or as the movie might say, out of his gourd. Yeah, dude, I loved it. Love the old time talking. You say old time talking like it's three thousand years ago. Well, it it's almost nineteen ninety four.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, the guys who wrote it were w- really old at the time. You know what's crazy? Uh, the main character Rita uh, is the same age as my dad. What?
0: Oh, like her actress now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. For a second, I'm like, uh, Rita is definitely in like her thirties.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, this is the same age as my dad. So I was watching this, and I'm like. This is nuts. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, what'd you think of the end of the movie? How it ended?
0: I mean, nothing in particular, really. I think it just ended very nineties. You know, we didn't explain how it started, so we're not really going to explain how it ended. Um, and like we're okay with that. Yeah, I just
1: I, I put my mind in like lifetime or hallmark mode. I'm like, oh, then the goal is to do as many nice things as humanly possible. And maybe if you do all the right things and you're perfectly honest to everybody, that's how your way to get out. But it seems like he had been doing that for a while, so it seemed almost arbitrary.
0: Just yeah, like, definitely.
1: Oh, today we're over it, and that was kind of cool.
0: I'm gonna put it at. Seven point five. Uh, I'm giving it a seven eight. Okay, I'm putting it a seven point five because this movie's very good and it was funny, but I think the comedy hasn't super duper well aged. Not not in a ter- not in terms of like um, like it's offensive or insensitive or whatever. It's just our brand of humor has changed.
1: Yeah, it was very Seinfeldy, very very nineties. I give it a lot of props for being the first one to do it um and getting me really invested in the two main characters i was really in it um and just knowing that this was all an original concept when it first came out was i mean mad respect and it was it was just very good
0: all right would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners all
1: right welcome back non-movie listeners here's dude this movie came out 27 years ago why we also you all know the concept we all know what groundhog day means
0: so, why'd you skip it? Whatever, losers. That is a question that our audience is going to have to reconcile within themselves, truly. Um, are you ready for the improv segment this week? Yeah, do that. I'm ready for the improv segment this week. So, this improv segment is we are returning to an older one because it is time to fantasize the day. That's right. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with fantasies, the day the last time we did it was in episode ten, and um, I am improving a D and D campaign for Alex, who is improv playing. I'm going to set a timer on my phone for exactly ten minutes. We will be playing D and D for no longer and no shorter. And uh, Alex, if you forgot, you are a um, centaur mm-hmm. named Alex. You are um a vagabond hunter going from town to town doing odd jobs here and there. Okay. You the we last left off with you staying at an inn and you deciding that you were going to rob a guy because he was uh in I think in the room you wanted or something to that effect.
1: All right. A uh, classic case of uh, wrong place wrong time
0: sounds like. Okay. So we will start now. So, Alex, you, you, I think we literally ended with you said, I want to rob this guy. And that was how it ended.
1: Okay. Well, um, don't know why I did that, but I guess I'll follow through.
0: Okay. What does that look like?
1: Well, um, so,
0: okay. Let me ask a question. Do you, I think, if I recall correctly, um, we hadn't even like opened the door, or got his attention or anything. So, do you want to like knock on the door to get him to come out? Do you want him to, or do you want to like bust down the door? Here's, What's how, it, the here's plan? how it's
1: going to go. Um, I don't know if he's with anybody. So, I'm going to say, uh, excuse me, sir, through the door. Excuse me, sir, you were only allowed one guest. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Continue.
0: Um, I'm by myself.
1: Perfect. Now I know he's by himself. So what I'm going to do is, um, sir, can you please come to the door?
0: Um, Yeah, so you hear like a little pitter-patter of like definitely like house shoe material. Like he's not wearing anything tough right now. Um, And the door kind of like cracks open and you see um, like a a short elven face kind of like peek through um, at at about your chest height. And he goes, yep. and he's like stunned by like your centaur appearance because he hasn't seen a centaur before. And he's like, hey, d- Whoa, whoa. Can, can I help you? Alright, so here's what I'm gonna do.
1: I'm putting one hoof in the door so you can't close it. I'm reaching through, putting a knife to his throat, and telling me if you scream, I'm gonna kill you.
0: Okay. I'm gonna so I'm gonna do all the rolling for you, because that would just make things uh, more complicated. Beautiful. But so I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll a stealth check for you okay so when you put your hoof in the door and um you put the knife around his neck he uh lets out a a small yelp and so you kind of hear like a small thud of the hoof and then you hear "Eh!" and but it was just loud enough to travel down the stairs into the inn and you hear the innkeep say is everything okay up there
1: and then i yell back i'm not even yelling at her I just want her to hear it. I just assumed the innkeeper was a, was a female because of how your voice I think, sounded. I think, yeah. Um, I said, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to step on your on your foot.
0: Um, you do not hear a response from the innkeeper, but you also do not hear her move at all. So it is safe to assume that she just no longer cares.
1: Beautiful. Um, so now I'm going to go into this guy's room, knife to the strokes still, and I'm shutting the door
0: behind me. Okay, um this guy is like literally trembling. He like he you'd know that he has never been this scared in his life before. Um uh so you are now inside this room and you see uh like a twin like a twin XL sized bed that has not great sheets. They were probably provided by the inn. And um there's like a wardrobe like and a cabinet and that's pretty much it. And a window that goes outside.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going... Do I have any other weapons on me? I don't know what I, this guy's carrying.
0: Um, I think you're carrying your hunting bow, but that's pretty much it.
1: Okay, well, I'm just going to pull out just a knife that I can... The knife I have in my hand, I'm also skilled with throwing because, you know, I'm a hunter and stuff. Yeah. So I'm saying put all your valuables on the bed. If you make a
0: noise, I'm
1: going to throw this knife at you.
0: Um, I'm going to roll intimidation for you that should be pretty easy i'm gonna i'm gonna roll it with advantage because you kind of have the upper hand on this guy yeah so that was a natural 20 so this guy is willing to do whatever you want sweet (laughs) um so he like like you don't even get the knife you hardly get the knife away from his throat when he like bursts through and he like is, is like as quickly as possible just like emptying everything out of his pockets Um, And then he reaches under his bed and he pulls out another bag. He upends that, too. And then he just and then he tries to bolt out of the room.
1: Okay, then I then I grab him before he goes out the room.
0: Uh, So that's I'm going to roll a dexterity check for you. Uh, So you try to uh, you reach as far as you can. And, but because uh, your four hooves make it like you don't have that much a leaning direction, uh, he just gets outside. Like the tips of your fingers reach the cloth of his shirt, but he still manages to like burst through and just run out of the end. He you hear him run down the stairs and you hear a few patrons kind of like quiet and murmur. And then you just hear uh, a door open and then slam shut immediately.
1: Well, he's out of here, so I'm not going to worry about him anymore. Uh, let me examine what he left me.
0: Um, let's see what he left you. So the stuff that he left in his pockets or the things that he uh got out of his pockets were like like mere coppers, you know. Like seven or eight copper pieces, which is like the like uh, dimes to us. But the stuff that he left on the bed was more uh nothing valuable in terms of selling. But, like, it, it's definitely travel gear. Like, there's, like, two days of rations and a water bottle or, like, a water skin or whatever. And, like, uh, some more some socks that clearly don't fit you and stuff like that. Beautiful. Well,
1: um, I guess I'm spending the night here. And then the next day, I know I can hunt for work. So, I'll be doing that.
0: Yes. Um, you have a butcher... You have a deal with a butcher in town where you can hunt and skin. You can basically Red Dead 2 in this town.
1: Beautiful. Because that's what I'm doing. So I'm staying in the hotel. And then in the morning, I'm going to
0: go out hunting. Okay. um, I'm going to roll a real quick check for you. I'm going to roll a nature check with advantage to see how well. All right. So your hunting gains are unfortunately not as prosperous this time. Um, you're able to get like a rabbit and like, uh, like a really small deer. Like, is this a fawn? Like, you don't really know for sure,
1: dude. Is it bad that when I get bored, I just want to do heinous acts?
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, but that's a that's a question for your therapist. So I we're guess. Gonna, we're gonna get wild here. So here's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Uh, what are the businesses in this town?
0: So. I think we established that there was a butcher, there was a shop, um, I think there was a tavern. Were there ladies of the night in this town? Let's find out. No not that you can tell. Okay. So they're, you, so, they're independent uh, I, contractors. I, I, so yeah, so I would even go so far as to say like if you were looking for them, you spent like two nights just perusing the town. You might have even asked a few people, um, and I'm actually. You didn't ask. I'm gonna, I'm not going to make you ask anybody without you saying. Thank God. <laughs> but okay. Um, also, does this town have a crime problem? Does this town have a crime problem? Let's see. Um, it has more crime than they would like, but it's nothing like earth shattering.
1: Uh, and is there a sheriff or something in this town?
0: Uh, Someone yeah. There's would... definitely a. There are definitely authorities. Okay. How many? I'm 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 gonna say. So this is a small-ish town, so I imagine that there's like one head of guard, and like, you know, there's probably like fourteen guards on duty at any Holy given time. Holy smokes! I mean, like spread out throughout the entire town, you know, like two at each entrance, and then like, and then like a, like five patrolling.
1: Okay, seeing that we're almost done with this whole role play scenario, I'm gonna tell you my plan so I remember it next time. The goal okay. is to partner up with them. Because this hunting thing is not going to work out. I'm going to be part of this force. We're going to go out. And, dude, I got wild at this. I'm going to stage a ambush. And I'm going to make sure the entire place, every single person there, gets massacred. And I'm going to be the lone survivor. So when I come back to town, I'm like, we were ambushed. The entire force was cut down. Everyone was out there. I'll leave bodies out there. I'll turn on my own guys that I paid to do this. I'm gonna kill whoever's left. I'm gonna bring the townspeople. Anyone who wants to see, be like, listen, come collect your dead. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll I'll hold this town until we can rise up some new troops to protect us. But I'll be I'll be the sheriff from now on. So that's where the plot's going for future. Okay.
0: Episodes. Um. Okay, and, and we're done too. So I just want to say real quick, um, Alex, there's a term for people like you in D and D. Surprisingly enough, you're not the first person to get into a power fantasy and want to kill everybody. Um, y- you are what we would call a murder hobo. A murder which is to say hobo. <laughs> you travel from town to town, killing people because you can't in real life.
1: Nice, but the thing is, I'm gonna keep the townspeople. I just want the authorities. Got to go. I run this place now,
0: all right, well, check that out whenever I surprise Alex with this again um onto the middle segment, which I have also prepared um I dude, I don't know what it is about middle segments. I love making quizzes um so this is teacher. just be like, <laughs> guess what it's a pop quiz pop quiz, I knew it, I knew it, but they're all trivia quizzes. they have nothing to do with the actual material <laughs> right um. So this segment is called Broadway Off. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you. So I really like it when we do tiered scoring systems. So we're going to do that again. Okay. So I'm going to read you the synopsis of a Broadway musical. And you have to tell me if it's real or if I made it up. Okay. All right. So you get two points if you can guess based on the synopsis alone. But if you're willing to forfeit one point, I will tell you the title of this musical, real or fake. Uh, and if you get it right there, you will get one point.
1: Okay. If I say real, I don't need to tell you what it is, right? I can just say if it's real or fake.
0: Correct. But if you guess that it's real and you guess the title, then you'll get three points.
1: Well, that's not going to happen.
0: Are these all Broadway? Uh, Yes. Okay. These all have Broadway soundtracks at the very Sweet. least. <laughs> All right. Number one, a newly appointed police officer is stationed in his childhood neighborhood, and he has to come to terms with the fact that his childhood wasn't actually as good as he once thought, as he ends up arresting dozens of his former classmates and their kids.
1: Oh, fake.
0: That is indeed fake. Nailed it, bro. Um, If you ask for the title, that show is called Leave the Lights On.
1: That's a good dude. That's a good name, though.
0: Yeah. Leave the lights uh, on, bro. That's fire. All right. A woman with schizophrenia sees her 18 year late son, watching him grow up as her family tries to help her accept the passing of her son while combating the daily struggles of living with mental illness. This is,
1: this sounds, I would be more willing to go see this one than the previous one. And this is a musical? Correct. What's it called?
0: Uh, the show of this title. The title of this show is Next to Normal. Real. It is real. So that's one point for you. Nailed it, bro! I'm on fire. <laughs> All right, so you're at three points so far. Okay. Uh, struck by a twenty-year drought, a nation is forced to give up their private toilets and pay for the use of latrines. One man decides to make a change and is forced to face the consequences.
1: Real, you're in town.
0: That dude, nice. You're at six points. Gang, gang, bro. All right, set up on a blind date. We watch as Aaron and Casey deal with the baggage from their previous relationships and stumble through every awkward first date stereotype along the way. Fake. This show is real. This is called First Date. Uh, it ha- it's uh with it stars Zachary Levi, the original Broadway cast and Zachary Levi in it.
1: Interesting. First date, huh? And what is it about? Did you just. We're watching people date for the first time.
0: Yeah. It's people's like first dates. Af- it's one couple's first date after like a previous toxic relationship and just like watching them like fumble their way through dating again. It's a very fun show. Ten out of ten.
1: Interesting. How did you see it? How did you know it?
0: Um, wh- When I was in middle school, I listened to a lot of Pandora because Pandora was popular. Okay. And so that's how I discovered a lot of musicals, just because they were related to other musical stations that I was listening to. But
1: you've to. only heard this show.
0: Correct. I don't like watching bootlegs because uh, I was raised to be a goody two-shoes. Uh, and this show hasn't been on Broadway in like five years. So, well, you know, when someone
1: loses up, Now, now i now, now do it then. Fair enough. Commit a crime now. You have no. You have no other option. <laughs> You're not even taking away their money. Just nothing's
0: happening. You know, when you put it like that, I guess I can't really complain. Also, honestly, so I think the only first, because I've looked it up before, I think the only bootleg of first date is someone, like, in the balcony corner. So you see, like, 70% of the stage from a corner, and I'm like, all right, I don't need to see the show this bad. Yeah,
1: I mean, it sounds interesting. (laughs) All
0: right. All right. A group of physics majors are assigned a project to study pseudoscience, and four students target a crystal shop, and are forced to face their own belief in science and other faiths when they learn that they might have more in common than they once thought. What is it called? Inquiring Minds? Not real. Fake. You are correct. That is indeed fake. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Dude, you're really good with the titles. (laughs) I'm... I'm asking you to tell me them and it does
0: not help at all. <laughs> all right. A purposeless young man moves into a new neighborhood and meets his colorful new neighbors all down on their luck in various ways and together they help one another make the most out of what they have. What's it called? Avenue Q. Real. That is indeed real. One point for you. Gang, gang. Um. Did you know the title or did you just know I that the I would title. Not come up with I love okay. that show. It's a very good show. Haven't seen it. Heard uh, on Pandora.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. A courtroom drama argues the ethics of discrimination based on sexual and gender identity. while the families of the victims live in the newfound spotlight these cases have brought. Title? Chosen? Not real. You are correct. That is not real. Yes, dude. Finally, okay. my theater background helps <laughs> yeah. me out somewhere. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, two more. Okay. Three rival families are pitted against each other in an incredibly competitive district of New Orleans. But after the destruction of Hurricane Katrina, these families must now work together to survive and rebuild into what will be their new normal. Title? Blown Together? Not Real. You are correct. That is not real dude who am i this uh this uh concept was inspired by the fact that there is um a post 9 11 musical that people really like and i'm like if that exists i could make a hurricane katrina musical yikes dude what man we're really Um, hitting hard for content right now (laughs) all right final one sure Two high school girls build a humanistic robot to impress everyone at school, but things don't go according to plan because the robot becomes more popular than the girls themselves. Real. That is incorrect. I made that up. I I wanted to
1: say it wasn't real. I've never heard anything like it. What was your title for it? Uh, building blocks. Oh, that would have given it away. That, That's not
0: Yeah, real. that was a very Hey, uh, I I wrote that. Um, five minutes before we recorded (laughs) that was by far the
1: least convincing one but I was just like it sounds like a bunch of different musicals like from the producers of Kinky Boots and Mean Girls and Legally Blonde I'm like oh yeah this is real
0: okay so three six what did you say for First Date did you get that one right or wrong I got that one wrong okay so nine 11, 12, 14. So I think you got 16 points on that. Holy crap. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Dude, tiered scoring is absolutely the way to go because it either gives you absolutely no points or a bajillion points. Yeah, dude. I love it. All right. That was
1: broad way off. All right. We'll see if uh, our audience is in the theater
0: at all. Yeah, um, let us know how well. It, you don't need to tell us how well you did. I trust you. I was gonna ask too. I'm like, I um, don't Alex, care? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like getting a tweet. I, I, I like getting a tweet from someone at like 120 in the morning, being like, three points.
1: <laughs> Good All for right. you, bud. Sweet man. <laughs> All right, Craig, are you ready for our
0: one hit of the week? I am so very ready. I really feel like I've been pulling this episode, so... We're, uh... (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna
1: skip over that, bro. Comes up with one improv and a middle segment. By the way, I did half the improv work, too, by the way. Alright, anyways, before I get uh, defensive, one hit this week is called FMK, the podcast remix. If you're unfamiliar with FMK, it's F. Mary Kill. Oh, okay. And... I'm pulling three random words, and Craig's going to decide, F, M, or K, for which one. Craig, are you ready for your first random three words, and explain yourself? Okay. Transaction, Twitch, and Mature.
0: F, Transaction. No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I take that back. I take that back. That's called prostitution, K- my friend. And K, trans. No, shut up. K, excuse me. <laughs> K transaction, because we're trying to kill capitalism. Uh, uh M, we're gonna marry mature, because you know we, we all need mature people in our lives. Because yep. Lord knows I don't have one. And then I guess that just leaves F Twitch. You know, we're okay. all we're all about YouTube gaming here. All F right, Twitch. here we go. Hey, Twitch, if you want to sponsor me, I will totally still do that, though. I did not I, mean that. I totally thought Twitch as in Parkinson's, but
1: whatever. I think seizure would have been a better one. Yeah, we'll leave them both in. All right, hey. <laughs> new words. Apple, specimen,
0: if. I-F-if? If. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm asking for clarification. The two-letter word if, I-F-if?
1: Yes. I'm going to be like, I, F, F. I'm like, okay. That was literally the worst way you could have said that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so, I think I'm going to kill apples because apples are only good for apple juice. And you know what? I can There's just little- drink orange juice no. instead. Apple pie, apple
1: juice, nope. apple cider, caramel apples, nope. bobbing for nope. apples. Adam's nope. apples. <laughs> Snow White. Poison apples. Um, Wizard of Oz. Throwing the, the trees throwing apples.
0: Hey, are you running apple out of apple of my related eye. things? New hey, York, can I the just say, apple? hey, real quick. You've listed all these things. You have not said applesauce yet. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> F applesauce, bro. Hate applesauce. So, Hate it. So F apples. No, K apples. F if. And then M, whatever the last word was, F I guess. F? Yeah. Okay. First of all, that's wrong, by the way. I've never been more
1: certain that our audience is going to be like, yeah, what are you talking about?
0: Listen, we're all about bringing different perspectives.
1: Whatever. Oh, we got a triple S over here. Spine, Sting, South.
0: Uh, we're going to kill Sting. No, li- oh, FBI. I, he's a no, legend. FBI, yeah, I love Sting. Actually, I couldn't tell you what Bandy's from, but he's cool. I love him a <laughs> guitar hero. Um, <laughs> nah, uh, but mostly, I don't like uh, bees stingers, so that's why we're going to kill Sting. Okay. Um, what were the other two? Spine and South. We're going to marry spines because I need a new one, please. Hey, chiropractic, get me a new spine, please. And then I guess we're yeah. That's not how that works. <laughs> I guess we're just hey, f guy cracks out, man. my back.
1: Can you get me a new one of these things? You heard me. You All heard right. me. And for our final trifecta, seize, fail,
0: and character. So I'm gonna marry character. I'm gonna kill seize. And then I'm gonna f whichever word is left. Fail. Fail. Yeah, I would have perfect. married character,
1: and then F'd C's, and I'm killing fail.
0: That also makes sense. Yeah,
1: definitely marrying character was the right was the right thing to do. Well, that was FMK, the podcast remix. Uh, hope you liked it, or hope you hated it, because you never seen it again. That was your one night stand.
0: Ah, uh, you wanna you wanna stick with that?
1: I don't see why not.
0: All right. All I right. didn't
1: even need to tell you the name. It was a one night stand. You'll never remember it anyway.
0: all right uh so next week is our valentine's day episode so of course we're gonna be watching a rom-com uh we're gonna be watching how to lose a guy in 10 days dude i'm actually like excited for this movie yeah
1: i've never seen this movie i've Um, never seen it every i'm just gonna say it every female i've talked to about this movie big fan every guy i've talked to about this movie never seen it <laughs> so all of our male listeners let us know if you've seen this movie before but i'm excited to see it i think matthew mcconaughey is in this one big old fan of the of the hay so we'll check it out and see how it goes but i am yeah. optimistic.
0: thank you very much for listening to our podcast as always you can follow us on socials you can follow the podcast at permanent good you can follow me personally at permanent handle. You can follow me personally at Alex the Goods G
1: Uh,
0: hey, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us for an hour. Yeah, man, that was you too made bad. it out this far. Yeah, dude. Hey, just, and if you hey. skip the movie, remember, I hate you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and he tells your mom that frequently. Yeah, because you know, stepdad uh (laughs) well thank you very much my name is craig wells aka permanent handle and i'm
1: alex good aka alex good see you next week take it easy